Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Huddle. Mike Max, Pete Nigerian, joined on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline by our hockey expert extraordinaire. Uh, I don't know that anybody knows more about the league than Brian Lawton, and he joins us now. Brian, thank you for joining us. I know this is a busy time with the NHL Network and the playoffs, and I know you love every minute of it, but thank you for giving us a minute today. My pleasure, Mike. Always for you, and I am loving every minute of it, although it's getting a little exhausting at this time. This first round always is. That's <laughs> only the first round. Pace yourself. What do we got going with the Wild? Uh, you know, after game one, and I know this is classic playoff scenario, you go, they don't have a chance against St. Louis because St. Louis just looked like a much better team. Game two and three, uh, the Wild score first and second, and it's over. So what what do we got here? Handicap this because I was so certain after game one, I said, well, the, the answer is obvious. St. Louis is a lot better than Minnesota. Yeah, and obviously the Wild finished ahead of them. I had it as literally a 50-50. Either team, I, this was probably the toughest series for me to call. And I took some strange picks in the first round. Like I took mm-hmm. Pittsburgh over the Rangers. Yeah, maybe I took Washington over Florida. That's coming to fruition. But this one between the Wild and St. Louis, I was like, boy, it's hard to ignore the domination that St. Louis had had over the Wild, certainly uh, going back for quite a while now. And yeah. after the first game, didn't do anything to change my mind. But you know what? The Wild have stuck with their game. They're a big, strong team. They grind away. I don't think there's any chance St. Louis beats them now, personally. Now, I say part of that because the Wild has played really well. And part of that because St. Louis has been decimated with some injuries on the back end. And they don't really have the depth. A lot of teams don't really have the depth to withstand that. So I'm feeling really good about the Wild finishing this one off. Uh, Rather... I wouldn't say easily, but more quickly than I thought, because I thought we were looking at a seven-game series before it started. Pete? Hey, Brian. Uh, I, I just got to ask you. So the Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, that whole trade and bringing somebody in later in the season like the, the, the Wild did and all of that, and, and would that have been something that you would have done? I know you've been on all sides of it. You're a great player, first pick of the draft, all those things, but you also worked in the office and you were a GM and all that kind of thing is – was was that the kind of move that the Wild needed to make at the time that they did? It's easy to say yes now, but what did you think at the time that they made that? Did you think it might disrupt the locker room or help the locker room? Or, or what was your take on that whole trade or that signing, rather? Uh, 100% I would have done it. I think Cam Talbot played very well for the Wild, but I felt like he was slipping before they made that acquisition. 
And I really thought that they needed to add some depth or another solution. Marc-Andre Fleury was a player in the firm that I ran called Octagon. He is a sensational human being and goaltender. He is a game changer. Um, the strangest of things happened. Mark came in, he won almost all his games, but I didn't think he played great down the stretch, the last three or four games. And I did think Cam Talbot absolutely raised his level. But what happens on those deals, guys? I've been there before, and I specifically have not asked my old firmness because I don't want to know. But when you have a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury, who was rumored to potentially want to go to Colorado, who was the favorite, he's never agreeing to be traded and playing for the Wild unless he knows he's going to play. That's just the way it is. Uh. Um yeah. You know, now, would you would you guarantee him that he's going to play? No, Billy Garrett's not going to guarantee him. You have to maintain some level of accountability. But at the very worst, you get, hey, if it's a tie down the stretch, you'll be starting. You're always on your honor in this game. But uh, trust me, guys, I was an agent never making that <laughs> deal unless I can look the client in the eye and say, if you go there, you will play. That's and, very uh, interesting. I never thought about ways, that because he's got to waive that no trade clause. You can't move him, and that, so he's got all the leverage. He's got all the leverage. You, you can trade him. You know, in Mark's case, the guy's got to want to be there. He's got to want to go, and that's the last piece. So, I honestly, uh, I believe that happened. I don't know it did. It doesn't matter. I think it was a brilliant move by Billy Garrett. It's really paid off. I thought Dean Evison made a strong decision after game one when things didn't go well and just said, look, we didn't play well as a team. It wasn't on Marc-Andre Fleury. This is an easy decision. He's going back in game two, and he's played good. There's something special about him, though, guys, in terms of the players playing in front of him. You want to win for this guy. He's just such a good guy. He's faced adversity. I mean, the year that uh, Pittsburgh beat San Jose, he was the odd man out. Matt Murray played. I saw mark before every game of that series i was calling it for the network i would always run into him you know early when the players show up and he was as affable happy joyful classy a teammate as i've ever seen i've got a ton of respect for mark andre Fleury. Uh, you know obviously playoffs are where you know stars could be born or people can at least rewrite or, or change the the course of their uh future for the immediate uh Eric Sinek obviously is thought of well here in Minnesota um but he's been maybe the MVP of this series so far through three games w- what is it about him is it a toughness a tenacity a fearlessness what what do we got here you know what you've got a guy you guys know I talked to the wild about you know, their potential GM job way back when. Yep. One of the things I identified in that meeting is that Joel Erickson is a guy that you need to get more minutes. He's capable of giving a lot more. Uh, he's more than he was playing fourth line at that time. Now then, you know, Billy Guerin came in and he just made some great moves. You know, they eventually moved on from some really popular players. They turned the locker room over to guys like Joel Erickson and Marcus Foligno and Jordan Greenway and certainly Kaprizov and others. And some of these younger guys, like Joel Erickson, completely took off. He is a – I wouldn't say he's a first-line center because, to me, the offense I don't think will ever hit maybe those levels. 
but he is like a Ron Francis-type quality second-line center that can contribute offense and can really play a shutdown role for you, too. So he's turned out to be incredibly valuable. The fact that he's got five points through these first three games is really impressive. Um, I wouldn't even care about that. It's the minutes he gives you against the other team's top players that are so valuable. He's been tremendous. And Brian, I'm sure you can't say enough about Kaprizov as well. Just the, you know, everything that was promised to the wild when they made the decision to put him up as high as they did and and grab him. uh, Has this guy just been even, has he more than what you thought? Or is it about what you thought when you, when you saw him, when you were analyzing what he looked like as a, as a future NHL star, because he is a star. I thought he was really, really good, but he has been a lot more than even I thought, to be honest with you. He's blown the lights out. He's an elite player in this league. Uh, He's really rare in that we knew he had a lot of skill, but the gumption level, the competitiveness that he brings every night, the fearlessness. Sometimes the European players play on a different style rink over there, a different style game, not as accustomed to guys taking runs at them, some of the things that, you know, you go through and playing in the NHL, particularly in playoff time. Uh, doesn't bother this kid at all. He's oblivious to it. He's playing hockey. And he's not the biggest guy, but he can be a really physical player in the way he takes physicality against him. He just doesn't wilt. He's a, he's a legitimate top six or seven forward in the NHL right now. And uh, I thought he'd be really good, but I never thought he'd hit that level. Brian, uh, last question for that you get back to your own homework. Uh, as you look at the Western Conference, Colorado has dominated Nashville so far, the injury to a goalie there. Uh, are they on track? Are they still the best? Or What do you see here? Uh, Colorado is still the best, but I maintained before the playoffs started that St. Louis or Minnesota, whoever came out of that series, has a legitimate chance to knock off Colorado. And I say that because of the brand of hockey the Wild are playing, because they're capable of just kind of running over you, more so than Colorado, although Colorado's made such great adjustments. I mean, they're, you know, Nashville is is given a good go, but they'll be lucky to, you know, not get swept when it's all said and done here. They've lost their starting goalie, to be fair to Nashville, but – I honestly don't think it would have mattered. Um, Colorado's just that good. The Wild can beat them, though, in a couple of different areas. Darcy Kemper went down yesterday, and we never want to see anybody uh, hurt, regardless of who you're rooting for. he got a stick in the eye. Looks like he'll be okay and he'll be back. But I still give the edge in goaltending to the Minnesota Wild. That's a key area. I also give the edge in physicality to the Wild, and I also give the edge in depth to the Minnesota Wild. What I don't give them the edge in, edge is that Colorado has the higher-end players at all the positions in more abundance. They've got some really elite D. They've got, obviously, some really elite scorers in McKinnon. Landis has been amazing. He's rested. Uh, so, to me, that's going to be a really close series. But uh, if I were the Minnesota Wild, I'd have a ton of respect for the Colorado Avalanche, but I would not idolize this team. And there's a difference. When you respect them, you know that you can beat them. And if they take that attitude, if they can close St. Louis out and end up playing Colorado, that's the type of attitude they'll need. And that literally is much closer to a pick'em series than people would think. 
Hey, great stuff as always, Brian. Thank you for giving us some time. We'll keep watching the NHL Network and hope we can reconnect with you. But it's always fun to get real insights into this thing. So appreciate it as always very much. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Anytime. You bet, Pete, Mike. Anytime. Love being on with you guys. Take care. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.